Welcome, and thank you for stopping by Biker Church, Wiley, Texas. Let's go on in and see what J.R. Franklin has to teach us today. Good morning again. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I give you this time to come into your glory. Father, I ask that you just bless this service this morning. Bless the reading of the Word of God. Bless my preaching this morning, Father. Let their ears be open and their eyes to see. Father, take us to a place that you need us to be. These things we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Go to 2 Timothy chapter 2. We're going to go to 2 Timothy chapter 2, and we're going to start reading in verse 3. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 3. Say amen when you get there. Ready to read? Endure, endure suffering along with me as good soldiers of Christ Jesus, and as Christ's soldiers... Do not let yourselves become tied up in the affairs of this life. For then you cannot satisfy the one who has enlisted you into his army. Follow the Lord's rules for doing this, his work, just as an athlete endures, follows the rules, of, or is disqualified, and wins no prize. Hardworking farmers are the first to enjoy the fruits of their labor. Think about what I'm saying. The Lord will give you understanding in all these things. Never forget that Jesus Christ was born a man in the King David's family and that he raised from the dead. This is the good news I preach. And because I preach this good news, I am suffering and have been chained like a criminal. But the word of God cannot be changed. Chained. I am willing to endure anything if it will bring salvation, eternal glory in Christ Jesus to those who God has chosen. And this is a true saying. If we die with him, we will live with him. If we endure hardships, he will reign with him. If we deny him, he will deny us. And if we are unfaithful, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. We'll stop there for just a minute. Who's he talking to? He's talking to all of us. He's telling us all that we have been pulled into an army for his glory. We've been pulled into a place of understanding to teach others, to show others how to live. Now, is it our responsibility and I don't know if responsibility is that our obligation to follow the laws of God. We need to follow the laws of God irregardless, don't we? His laws were set in motion for goodness. Now, yes, the devil came along and he made the laws impossible for us to follow. And we all understand that, right? That no matter how hard we try, we're not going to be able to live up to the standards of God. But God provided us a way to live up to those standards. And he gave his son's life that if we believe in him, that we have a chance and a hope for eternal life. 
It's not through what I know how to do. It's not through what you know how to do. It's not even through what other people do. It's what Christ Jesus did. We all understand that, right? But we ask the question all the time, and we say things like, well, I'm not worthy. God can't forgive me for all the stuff I've done. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know how I lived my life. And we've emphasized this so many times, it's not even funny anymore. There's people in this room that make some of y'all look like choir boys and girls. But we lived through it, and we got through it, not by our own understanding and not by our own ways of living. The way I got through my life was through the mercy of God. God's mercy and God's grace brought me to a place where I could accept him as Lord and Savior. He will do the same thing for you if you will allow him to. You see, God does not force anybody to accept Christ. There's no hidden rule, no hidden element to make you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. The only thing you have going for you is what we, listen to me, what we as Christian people do and how we live our lives and what we tell you about God. Now, if I tell you that God's all this greatness and all this goodness, but if I go out there and live any old way I want to, doing whatever I want to do, and don't show you an example of how to live, how are you going to know it's true? How are you going to know what God did for me if I don't tell you? And better than that, how am I going to show you how to live if I don't live it? Now, yes, I understand that the world has certain things that it puts out there that makes the world look good, don't it? Riches, money, big houses, big cars, nice clothes, all those things that the devil will just rejoice in you if you go out and waste all your time with that. If you put more emphasis on how you live instead of where you live, what's the outcome going to be? Well, if you're putting more time into how you should live, and not what you have to live with, you're going to be giving God the glory. And trust me on this. If y'all don't believe it, God has provided me a shelter that is sufficient for what I need. It's not big. It's not huge. It's not expensive. But it's warm. It's dry. And the wind don't blow on me too much. Now, yeah, it'd be nice to have, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. It'd be nice to have a big old mansion up on the hill out there on 205 with the goat, with the gates with the horses on them and sitting there by John King. I'd love to live in that house. I wouldn't want to clean it, and I wouldn't want to do the yard work, but I'd like to live there. But that's the man of me. And God didn't provide me with that. He gave me a little frame house over on Stone Road. And I'm blessed to have it. So, yes, I'm very happy with my little house. What I'm really happy with is one of my checks will pay my rent. How many of y'all can say that? 
one of my one of my checks will pay my rent. So God provided me with what I needed, right? I drive an old Tahoe and I got an old PT cruiser and they tell me I've got a VTX 1300 somewhere. I don't know exactly where it's at right now and what state it's in, <laughs> but they tell me I got one and it's coming back to me sooner or later, probably later than sooner, but we won't get into that today. <laughs> I've got to get to a point here, guys. What God is saying in this scripture is, if I die with him, he will. I will also live with him. If I turn myself over to Christ, what am I going to do? I'm going to be prepared myself to live with him forever. I endure the hardships. He will reign with me. How many of y'all go through sorrows and hurt? How many of y'all are going through grief? How many of y'all are suffering with pain and things? How many of y'all are going through jealousies and torment and all these other things of the world? How many of y'all got that in your lives? Come on. Come on. Raise your hand. If you're in this room, you're going through it. I promise you. Because we have to go through it. We have to see that side of life in order to accept Christ for who he is. Endure the hardships, and he will reign, and we will reign with him. What's it telling us? What's it telling us? Endure it. How do we endure hardship, sorrow, greed, all these things? How do we endure it? We put our faith and our trust in him. We trust him to get us through the sorrows, the grief, the pain the jealousies, the hurt. If we will turn all that over to God, what will he do? He will reign in us. And when God reigns in you, what have you got to hurt for? What do you got to suffer for? He's not going to allow you to go through more than you can stand. He will push you to the edge. He will push you to the point that you break and you get down on your hands and knees and you ask God to come into your life and help you with it. Now, a lot of people say, well, God won't push me further than I can go. Yeah, he will. He will push you as far as you need. He needs to take you for you to reach out to him. Sometimes we have to get in the mud in order for him to clean us up. So, if we deny him, oh, this is a bad one, guys. If we deny him, he will deny us. And when does he deny us? When does he deny us on earth? When you're going through sorrow and you're going through pain and you're going through hurt and it never ends, it just keeps on going. And you're not praising God. You're not giving it to him. You're not accepting his help. You're denying his ability. So what's going to happen to you? You're going to keep living in that stinking thinking, ain't you? You're going to keep living in that sorrow because you didn't turn it over to him. You're going to keep living in that bitterness because you haven't never released it to God. If you don't release your stuff to God, he's not going to fix it. Anger, hurt, sorrow, pain, all these things are associated with one person and one person only. 
Y'all need to even be introduced to him? His name is Satan. And that's his tools that he uses to bring you down. And we allow Satan to reign in our lives through those things. Now, did y'all hear what I said? We allow it. It's not allowed through God. We allow things to happen. And what causes us to do that? Stubbornness, hard-headedness, hardened heart, fear, all these things that we put up there. The people, Oh, somebody's going to make fun of me. If I turn to God and I start praising God all the time, people are going to make fun of me. Make fun of me. Make all the fun of me you want to when I walk around with my Bible-thumping self because that's what God expects from me. God expects me to turn to him. If we are unfaithful, he remains faithful. Wait a minute. That's a catch to that story, ain't it? All these other ones say, if I do this, he's going to do the same thing, right? This says, if I'm unfaithful, he will remain faithful, for he cannot deny himself. So what's that telling us? God is always there. God is there with you even when you think he don't want you. God is there when you don't think you deserve him. He's still there. God was there before you were ever born, and he will be there after you die. <coughs> so what's our question here? Am I worthy to serve God? Am I allowed to serve the Jesus that died on the cross for me? Have I done anything that he can't forgive? Have you done anything he can't forgive? Then stop using excuses. Stop trying to tell God what he will and won't accept. Uh-oh. I just went somewhere I shouldn't have went, shouldn't I? Stop using your excuses to put limits on what God can do. They're not his, they're yours. If you want to live that way, don't blame it on God. If you want to continue walking in your sinful life, don't blame it on God. Because it's your choice. Now, we can get into discussions about who's an alcoholic and who's a drug addict and if it's an affliction or an addiction or whatever it is. I'm going to call it what it is. It's your stupidity. It's you that wants to continue in that walk. It's you that makes a decision to pick up that bottle and drink it. It's you that picks up that pill and takes it. It's you that turns on that television and watches that pornography. It's you that does this stuff. So how do we stop it? Stop doing it. Stop drinking. Stop doing drugs. Stop chasing after women. Stop doing the things that you know is against God's will. How hard is it? I'm going to disagree with you. Yeah, y'all ready for me to disagree and why I disagree? Because if I turn it over to Jesus, Jesus says I can do all things through him. That gives me strength. That gets me through the thing. If I turn it over to God, it's his. He deals with it. I don't have to deal with it anymore. I don't have to deal with my addiction anymore. I don't have to deal with my wants and my desires and my lust. Because if I trust Jesus Christ and I turn it over to him, what's he going to do with it? 
He's going to wipe it as far out of my life as the east is from the west. Oh, Y'all don't like it when I preach the truth, do you? Well, I'm going to say it this way, Mandy. I, I say it this way. If you want to do it, and you try hard to do it, and you put your faith in God, you're going to do it. You're going to do it. But what does it say right here? Suffer with me. You're going to suffer some stuff, folks, but it's still easy to do if you do it. Through God, it's easy. By yourself, you're going to fail. I don't know how many times I failed trying to quit drugs when I didn't have Christ. I don't know how many times I failed to quit smoking when I didn't give it to God. When I give it to God, it was easier. Okay, maybe not easy, easier. Is that a better word for y'all, easier? Through God, it's easier. I'll say it that way. I'll give that. But God's telling me this morning that if I trust in him, I can do anything I want to do. I can come to him whenever I get ready. And if I turn it over to him, he will make it easier. That better word, Mandy, you like that better? Okay. He makes it easier. But how hard is it to do it without him? It's impossible, guys. It's impossible for me to live a sin-free life without Christ. It's impossible for me to live a sin-free life with Christ. But it's easier with him. It's easier to do things through Christ than it is by myself. And that's what I'm trying to get you all to understand. Sometimes we use the word easier. Sometimes it's harder. Sometimes it's hard. But if we trust Jesus with it, it's going to get done. It's going to get done if we truly trust him. If we truly put our faith in him, we're going to accomplish what he has for us to do. But it also, I mean, it says in here several times that when I die with him, I will live with him. When I endure hardships, he will reign with me. If I deny him, he'll deny me. If we are unfaithful, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Remind every one of these things and command them in God's name to stop fighting over words such arguments are useless, and they can ruin those who hear them. Work hard so that God can approve you. Be a good worker, one who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly explains the word of truth. Avoid godliness. What is godliness? Godless? Godless. Re rebuke godless things. And what is godless? Anything is not of God. If it's not of God, it's godless, right? Is sorrow God? Is hurt God? Is anger God? Is fear of God? So stay away from things that are godless. Turn your life away from that stuff. Doubt, 
and yourself is not godly. Doubting your ability in God is not godly. And definitely not trusting God is ungodly. So what do we need to do? Trust God. Trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, and let things happen. And they can ruin those who hear them. Work hard so that God can approve you. Be a good worker, one who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly explains the word of truth. Avoid godlessness, false foolishness, decisions that lead to more and more ungodliness. Can we make decisions that will lead us deeper into ungodliness? We can decide not to accept Christ, can't we? And that's about as godless as you can get. We can, we can choose not to go to church. That's ungodly, isn't it? There's a lot of things that we choose to do with our mind that is ungodly. This kind of talk spreads like cancer. I this, these two men, Hynipolis and Phidippus, are examples of this. They left the path of truth, preaching that lie that the resurrection of, of the dead has already occurred, and they have undermined the faith of some. Now, I don't know what, I don't know why they taught that the resurrection has already happened. I ain't been resurrected yet, have you? But God's truth stands firm like the foundation stone with its inspection. The Lord knows those who are his, and those who claim they belong to the Lord must turn away from all wickedness. Can I turn away from some of my weakness? Can I turn away from a little bit of it? I got to turn away from all of it, don't I? Can you tell me what wickedness is? Anything that's not in the Word of God. Anything that's not in the will of God is wickedness. So I got to turn away from that stuff. In a wealthy home, some utensils are made of gold and silver, and some are made of wood and clay. The expensive utensils are used for special occasions, and the cheap ones are everyday use. If you keep yourself pure, you will be the utensil God can use for his purpose. How do I keep myself pure? How do I get pure? How do I get pure? I'm going to ask this question until I get the right answer. How do I keep myself pure? Ask for forgiveness of my sins. That's the answer right there. I can read the Bible all day long. I can go to church 365 days a year. But if I don't ask God to forgive me of my sins, what have I accomplished? Nothing. I got to have a relationship with him, don't I? I got to ask for forgiveness where I failed. And am I going to fail? Are you going to fail? So what do we got to do? We got to trust God that when we say, God, forgive me for what I've done, he does it. It's called faith. And it also grows another thing called hope. 
I have hope in God because of my faith. And everybody says, well, why do you hope for it? But it's not the same thing as hoping for something. Hope is I have an answer. And what's my answer? Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. And I'm going to heaven. Do I know for sure I'm going? Without a shadow of a doubt, I know I'm going. If I doubt whether I'm going or not, what do I need to do? I need to get on my knees and ask God's forgiveness, don't I? Am I washed in the blood of Jesus? That's for me to answer and me alone to answer, right? I got to answer whether I really believe in Jesus Christ or not. And if I don't, what's going to happen? I'm going to die and go to hell, ain't I? So we got to get to this point. Run from anything that stimulates useful lust. Follow, follow anything that makes you want to do right. If we don't follow God, do we want to do right? I mean, go back to where you were when you, before you got saved. Did you want to do right? Sometimes. We wanted to. <laughs> when, you're, when you're in jail, you always want to do right. It's a little late, but you always want to. But reality is, we got to do right all the time. We got to try to do the right thing all the time. And what's the right thing? Follow God's word, follow Jesus, and ask for forgiveness where we fail. That's the right thing to do, isn't it? And it says that if I ask him, he will give it to me. Again, I say, do not get involved in foolish arguments that only start fights. The Lord's servant must not quarrel, but be kind to, what's the next word? Everybody should be kind to who? Everyone. What if I don't like you? Don't matter. I may not like what you do, but I still got to be kind to you. I may not agree with what you're saying, but I still got to love you. They should gently teach those who oppose the truth. Perhaps God will change those people's hearts, and they will believe the truth. Then they will come to their senses and escape from the devil's trap, for they have been held captive by him to do whatever he wants. How do I break Satan's hold on me? How do we break Satan's hold on us? We accept Christ our Lord and Savior and let him fight the battle. We put on God and we put on Jesus and we ask Jesus to come into our lives. And all that other stuff that we tote around will start falling off of us. Am I right? Am I telling you the truth? It's painful sometimes. It hurts sometimes. Sometimes it's not the easiest thing in the world to do. I'll give you all that. Sometimes it's hard to look at what we've been doing our whole life and say, I ain't doing that no more. But if I truly love God and I truly serve Jesus the way I'm supposed to, can I do it? 
Can I break free of those bonds of, sa of slavery? You see, the blood of Jesus breaks those bonds, doesn't it? And how I get the blood on me? I asked for it. I asked Jesus to come into my life. I asked Jesus to forgive me where I fail. I asked God to take away these addictions and afflictions and doubts and worries. Oh, we're right now, we're going through the toilet paper scandal again. I didn't figure it out the first time, and I'm really confused now why people think that toilet paper is the most important thing in the world. I mean, I ain't figured that one out. I never will figure it out. <laughs> but I don't think toilet paper should be my main focus in life, do you? I mean, yes, it is essential that we use it, guys. Don't get me wrong. We do need it. <laughs> but they also make bounce. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. They make soap and water, too. <laughs> toothpaste? Oh, I thought you said toothpaste. I'm like, I ain't using my toothbrush for that. Listen, guys, there is always something we can do. There's always something that needs to change. There will always be things that go wrong in this world. If you try to live in this world, you're going to go wrong, period. If you try to live by the standards of the world, you're going to mess up. But if you put your faith and your trust in Jesus Christ and you live to satisfy him, can you really go wrong? Can you really go wrong if you're serving God? And I mean truly serving him. If you truly believe that he's Lord and Savior, can you really mess up that bad? And if you do mess up that bad, what's he going to do? He's going to reach down, pick you up, set you back in the boat, and tell you, you have little faith. Get your faith built up. Get your courage built up. Live by the Word of God. And quit trying to figure out, are you worthy to live by the Word of God? I can help you with that. You ready? You're not worthy of anything God does for us. You never were. Oh, everybody's looking at me like, oh, JR, why did you say that to me? Because you weren't. What makes us righteous and worthy to serve God? The blood of Jesus. Without Christ, we have no choice. We can't choose to serve God without Christ. So if you're in this room today or you're within the sound of my voice anywhere, anywhere you are, if you do not accept Jesus as Lord and Savior, and that means saying this little prayer. Y'all ready? You want to say it with me? Even if you already said it, you want to say it with me again today? Dear Heavenly Father God, I am a sinner. I come to you with a humble heart. I ask you for forgiveness of my sins. I ask you to change my life. 
and I will serve you for the rest of my life. Amen. You prayed that little prayer today? It's a little prayer, right? But it's the biggest prayer you'll ever pray if you mean it in here. If you mean it in your heart, can you really accept Christ this morning? It will change you forever. You will never be the same. That I promise you. You'll lose your excuses. You won't have any reason not to live for Him. And no matter what's going on in your life, you'll still stand up and say, I'm a Christian. I believe in Jesus. No matter what I'm going through, I'm going to be okay. Nine heart attacks, ten stents, and I'm still okay. I put up with Charlie for five or six years, and I'm still a baby. You know. <laughs> Love Charlie to death. But I'm going to tell you something, folks. If you're in here today and you, don't, you didn't pray that prayer and mean it, you need to today. And I'm not saying that just because I want you to get saved. I'm saying that because you really need Christ in your life. If you don't have him, don't leave here without him. Don't let the sun set this afternoon that you're asking Christ in your life. And I mean that with all my heart. Everybody bow your heads and close Dear Heavenly Father God, I come to you this morning humble. I'm asking that you let the words of your book ring in somebody's life today. I'm asking you to let the words that I spoke reach somebody's heart. Break away that outer crust and let Christ walk in. Let the Holy Spirit do His work today. Across this land, across this country, and across this world, let the Word of God ring true in someone's ears. Let them change their life forever. We give you the honor and the glory and the praise. Thank you for joining us today. If you have prayer requests or need to contact us, please email us at bikerchurchwileytexas at gmail.com or call 214-283-0620. Please send all written correspondence to 303 Highway 78, Suite 103, Wiley, Texas 75098. And if you wish to make a donation, please make all checks payable to PSMM. God bless you and have a great day.